Hello, fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Friday, April 19th, 2019, and this is the ride. Hope you're doing well this Friday! Woohoo! I hope you're having a great Friday. Believe it or not, I'm excited to go to work today. Probably because part of this week I was off work. My son and I went to the East Coast on a little road trip. That's where he had his back surgery a few years back and he's doing very well thank you very much God used doctors to create a miracle in his back and he he had a fairly severe curvature of the spine called scoliosis and the doctors in New York and New Jersey corrected it in a brilliant new fangled way it's kind of the new and upcoming way So every now and then we go back and get a checkup. He's doing very well. I just want to encourage any of you, if you know anyone that has scoliosis in your family or a friend or whatever, you need to check out the Institute of, I think it's the Institute of, just look up Google Institute of Spine or Spinal in New Jersey. It's right near Princeton. Dr. Antonacci and his team are miracle workers. They did not pay me for advertising, but it doesn't matter. I appreciate them and what they've done for our family so much. I promise you, you need to, you need to look into this if you know anyone with any form of a spinal issue. All right, so... My son and I had that road trip. It was a good time of bonding. And uh, we discussed a lot of things on the road. I mean, when you have about 11 hours each way, there's an opportunity to do some talking. We did a lot of stuff where we were just kind of listening to podcasts and just in the same space, but not necessarily talking with one another. But also we had times where we were doing a lot of talking, a lot of great It was a great time. I think about, you know, when people go out to the movies, for example. If you're dating somebody and you go out to the movies, and that's almost... I mean, yeah, you're in in a shared environment, and maybe it's safe because you don't have to talk about stuff, but you can still be together. But I'm a talker, and and I don't like to talk about surface stuff. I like to, you know, talk about real things. And movies are kind of a crutch because you don't have to talk. So anyway, I, I enjoyed my time with my son. And, and then even before that, before I left on this road trip, I had a whole weekend where my daughter and I were spending a bunch of time together because she is doing a video project. Uh, she had to put together a film for school and she needed some actors so I got to play a few parts in this thing and it it's pretty cool I think once she gets it edited and put together and sound and all that it's gonna be pretty tight man but I think I'm gonna keep my day job 
at least for the moment. So yes, I'm headed to work. I'm looking forward to getting a bunch of stuff accomplished today. And then this weekend, I'm helping my mother move. A lot of things going on in, in the Rusty James household. Of course, being away from my wife for a few days makes me come home and just want to hang out with her all the more and we've had some nice talks as well. Have you noticed that, at least for me, I must value the time together with people where we can talk. Have you noticed? Where we're interfacing. I really enjoy that. We don't have to talk. We can be in the same shared environment and find comfort there. But I enjoy sharing ideas. That's just kind of who I am. That's how God made me. And I believe whatever your personality style is and how you relate to other people, God wants to relate to you in the way that works for you. I don't know, that just came to my mind just now. Because God wants to relate to you. Maybe you're not a talker. Maybe just being in the presence of someone is all you need. You know, to be in a peaceful place. Maybe that's what you long for. I want to encourage you, no matter what style you have, spend time talking with, being with, worshiping, acknowledging your God. Because he certainly wants to do that with you. Behold, I'm at the door and I'm knocking at your heart. He wants to be with you. So, what are we going to talk about today? Well, I have a thought. I drove out of my driveway today and I was noticing... On either side of my driveway, I have, it's kind of a long driveway, and and I have this area that I don't mow, because we live out in the country, and there's just, you know, I don't mow everything. In the spring, I will typically mow all of this dead, high, weedy stuff down somewhat to, you know, to knock down all the dead chaff. This year... We had a small fire going to burn some dry material we pulled out of our garden. And we had the hose, and we thought we had things protected around this thing. But some wind kicked up, and apparently the fire hopped into this chaff, into the dry spots. The dead spots and I was working in the wood shop and I looked up from sawing some lumber and the flames were bigger than I expected because they were burning an area that I did not expect was going to be burning and instantly got though the hose was already there and I was trying to keep it from spreading but I couldn't and you have to understand, I've got about seven, to 800 feet kind of along the driveway, a swath of about 40 feet wide from the house all the way to the road. It's about 700, 800 feet. And it took off. 
And so I, I ran to the back door of the house, opened the door, and I yelled, fire, as loud as I have ever done. Because, you know, you're not supposed to do that, unless for real, you have a fire. And everyone came running, and we started to fill pails, because the hose wouldn't reach as far as the fire was going. That Once it got to that point, I got a little frightened, and I got the fire department on route. Now the fire only burned the dead stuff. I could have I could have let it go. Uh, I was concerned about my barn near the road because if the flames were really high, I didn't have enough water out at the road to protect other things, and I just didn't know the the wild nature of the fire and how could it hop other areas and start burning a a cornfield or something like that and then we're in trouble but as I drove out of my driveway today after all of that dead material was burned off and it looked so bad it looked like the apocalypse had happened it's just when they when the fire department was there spraying everything down to make sure it was completely put out once the flames were gone you know they continued to wet everything and lucky for us, it it began it began to rain not long after that, which is why we did the fire in the first place. We knew we we had rain coming, but it didn't protect our field. So, long story short, it looked really bad that day, but today when I'm driving by, I'm realizing how beautiful it is. In fact, the fire I wish I could do every year. If I knew that it would be contained, call it a holy fire. It's purposed fire. It only goes where it needs to go. If I knew that I had a holy fire in my dead areas, then I would know the beauty of what's gonna grow there next. Because as I drove by it today, I noticed all the green form. I mean, it almost looks as though I planted sod and beautiful green shoots all through the fire zone. You, you can barely tell that there was a fire there. It just looks like lawn. It's a little bit uncanny how incredible it is. And, and that's because all of the shoots, all the new life, all the life that was contained there already in the roots is coming forth unhindered by the dead things. I don't need to go too deep for you to realize what I'm saying here. You know exactly what I'm saying here. Also, you know today is Good Friday. And this is the weekend that we celebrate the death and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We couldn't celebrate Easter if it weren't for the Friday. The Friday is when the death happened. It was the point in Christ coming to earth to take on and have victory over the sin problem. The sin that causes us death because of what Christ did on the cross and his victory on Sunday, sin no longer equates to death for us. It was the burning of that sin problem that brings us new life. Or better yet, Christ died and went to hell but he was perfect. He was the root of life. 
there's no burning him. But his shed blood is what covered sin. And the power of sin is what got burned up that day. It doesn't have any control over us anymore. It doesn't have to. So Easter is a picture of Jesus, the life-filled root, emerging from death and is a picture of how we can as well. It's amazing how good my lawn looks where it burned. Is it safe to say that we have areas like that in our life? Areas of dead material that need to be dealt with, eliminated? Maybe let the holy fire burn it away? Every year I try to mow that stuff down in my own strength. It is dirty work, dusty work, itchy, scratchy work, and I can't, I can't get it all because the mower lays it flat, doesn't really cut it up. It just kind of knocks it down. It doesn't do a thorough job of eliminating the dead, but the holy fire did. Many times we look at our life like a hoarder. My son and I had a great discussion on our road trip. He's definitely what I would call a minimalist. He follows certain podcasts on living minimally, not having a bunch of stuff because it weighs you down emotionally. And and he's got some really good points. And I am by no means a hoarder, but I do hang on to things probably more than I need to. In fact, most assuredly, more than I need to. But a lot of times, I think that's driven by the fact that there are times when I need something And I'm pretty sure I've got that thing somewhere and I find it and it, you know, it's, it's a benefit to me, but it doesn't happen very often, but I think that drives me to just hold on to too many things. But anyway, when it comes to issues of life, there's a lot of things we hold on to. We hold on to certain pains, certain memories that might not be the best way to remember someone because you're remembering a some bad situation. I'll never forget, there was a hoarder's episode where a family who had lost a loved one in a car accident, they had a shrine in their home and it had pieces of the destroyed car in the shrine. And I'm sure they thought they were doing themselves a favor honoring the passing of their loved one. But as you can imagine, that probably wasn't the best way to do it because you're reminded of, of the, the very negative nature of the event that, that took the life away. So you're focused so much on the death. And in, the, in that episode, they changed things around. They, did, they wanted to honor the person, but they honored the person in a different way by looking at more life-related parts of the individual pictures of happy times and things of that nature. So are we hanging on to things in our life or remembering things or, I don't know, leaning on things like a crutch that are actually negative and they're not helping us? If anything, they're reminding us of where we messed up in the past. Is it possible we're doing that? I think it's probable we're doing that. If I'm like you, we do that. We sometimes remember things that are negative with much more of a fine resolution than the other 
areas of our memory that were positive. I mean, we're we're fine tooth combing the all the things we did wrong, and we want to make sure we don't do that wrong again. And man, we need to live more in a world of grace. You know, God doesn't do that with us. Why are we doing that with us? God says, you know what? I've covered that mistake, that sin, whatever it was. I've I've already covered. I've already done the work for that. You simply need to accept what I've done, and then grow from that, and let that. Let the Holy Spirit be that holy fire that burns up those, if I can say, death-filled areas of our life. The areas that bring us away from God. Because we're so focused on the, the issue that we're not looking at the solution. And we might say, yeah, but I've been work I've been I've been trying to get past this thing for my whole entire life. I don't know why I go into that voice, but it could be any voice. We're trying to get past that thing our whole entire life. And we mow it down and we mow it down and it just, that dead stuff just doesn't go away. But we try over and over. Maybe it's time for the holy fire. The thing about the fire, as I was noticing my field today, is that everything got burned. Everything got burned. There were parts of living plants that got burned, yes. And you could look at it, it was completely scorched, it looked completely dead. And you would think there is no life there. Just like the disciples, they saw Jesus die on the cross. There was no life there. He died. Body, dead. But God sees underneath. God sees the root that's there. God sees the life that he put into you. Many times more than we understand. If you don't know Christ today, he sees you with this life potential inside of you that you might not have even known existed. You might identify with the pain of a past, passing of a loved one, for example, or a relationship that you tried to make work and it just it didn't, or any number of things that didn't work out the way that you would have liked. And you might identify you with those things, i.e., I'm a failure, i.e., I can never amount to anything. I've tried so many times. Please hear me when I say there is a life inside of you that needs God. It's, it's like a, a seed that needs the Holy Spirit watering it. You need the holy fire of God to help take some of these issues that you're never meant to deal with. You can't deal with them on your own. You need God. We all need God. Lord, we come before you today realizing that it, it wasn't that long ago, just a couple thousand years ago, when you walked this earth and you went to the cross. And this Good Friday, we remember that. And we remember what you did. And you knew our name when you walked carrying that cross to the place where you would purchase our salvation. Lord, we need you. We need your salvation. We need to be saved from those things that are death around our neck. And Lord, I know that you want us to live 
and be fully living with your spirit inside of us. Lord, fill us with that spirit right now. We believe that you died on the cross for us. And we believe that on Easter Sunday, you rose from the dead, showing us all that death cannot hold us down. And so death is no longer going to hold us down. Fill us, Lord, with your presence. Remind us, Lord, that we can walk in new wisdom, a wisdom that would tell us that those old things, those old dead things, though they want to hold us and define us, they can't anymore because you are our life and we identify with you, one who conquered the dead things. Thank you, Lord, for filling us with your holy fire. Amen. If you are not someone who typically goes to church, I want to encourage you to find one this weekend as we celebrate the life of Christ. I want you to find a place where you can be with other believers. And if you just prayed that prayer for the first time, welcome to the family of God. Please tell somebody that you prayed that prayer. Know that I'll be praying for you every step of the way. Part of my ride is just spent praying for those who hear this message. Know that you have a prayer covering over you. So stay in the word, live in peace, and pray for those who persecute you. And the God of all was in the ride today, talking with you, talking with me. And you can have the peace of God anytime you open your heart to him. Anytime, anytime, during the workday, when you're in an exam at school, when you're on stage, sweaty hands before you give a talk, whatever it is, I pray that the peace of God will be resting on you in all things. Remember, let that holy fire burn through you and let the life, the root of life, blossom in every day ahead. And I will see you on the flip. Thank you.